Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk? Today, we're going to talk about the World Economic Forum announces a new goal, end private car ownership. Christy Hutcherson joins me, CEO and founder of Women Fighting for America, WFFA. Whistleblowers expose Hunter Biden and the FBI endangering America. And finally, to win, you have to fight. A teacher wins a battle against critical race theory. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. On America Can We Talk, I talk about election integrity, border security, healthcare freedom, race relations, energy and tax policy, education policy, free speech and assembly, freedom of religion, and all other issues that touch on the God-given right of every American to life, liberty, and the pursuit of their version of happiness. Stay tuned. Hello again, and welcome to America Can We Talk to Today's First Five. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. The World Economic Forum put out a statement yesterday. This is Klaus Schwab, and put out a statement essentially saying, in order to help along to the transition toward all clean energy, which I don't even like that term, because there are clean coal plants, fuel, fossil fuels are doing a beautiful job, you know, just wonderful improving the quality of their production. But Klaus Schwab's announcement is that the new mission of the World Economic Forum, we simply have to move the world away from the private ownership of cars. And some of you sitting there may think, well, okay, but that doesn't really, that's not the law in America. This is just some, you know, international think tank. Understand that leaders at the highest levels, especially in the American left, love the World Economic Forum, view them as the leaders, view them as the, the future utopian world order rulers, the new world order rulers. And these are serious announcements and serious proposals they're making. I don't, I'm going to come back to this point after uh, my interview that comes on in just a moment. But first I want to ask, uh, just so you understand how the World Economic Forum people think. Uh, this is Joe, I sent you clip two. This is a World Economic Forum essentially statement from 2018 about their long-term mission and goals, how they want the world to look by 2030.
jump in right there and cut that off. I want, for our radio listeners, I want to profusely apologize. I thought the video we just played has someone reading those words. We'll go back and play that video again after our interview, and I will read to you because this is a World Economic Forum. This is not me or any pundit projecting what maybe the World Economic Forum wants. This is what the World Economic Forum put out themselves in 2018, touting what they plan for the world's future. It includes the end of private ownership. It starts with, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. The end of American dominance, the crushing of Western civilization values. There were a series of, and I really apologize for our radio listeners that we didn't have, uh, I didn't read them as they were being played on screen because it's, it's a profound admission by the World Economic Forum. They are all about taking down freedom, taking down especially America, which is the boulder in the road to the world communist movement, the world movement to bring global governance, one world order, whatever you want to call it. It is the end of sovereign nation states and especially of America, which stands in the way as the beacon of freedom uh, in the world. And so World Economic Forum has these goals, they've announced them. Um, every leftist you can name in this country loves World Economic Forum, attends it, supports it, supports that agenda. So when you see when they're talking about the end of, they're now talking about, it wasn't in the video, but they're announced um, yesterday, they're announced the idea that they're gonna end private car ownership. What they're really talking about is having human beings be completely in submission to what all of the agenda that the, these people have. It's climate change agenda, you know, this Klaus Schwab acknowledged, seeing uh, climate change was originally the way to get to the control of the world, the way to bring people into submission, the way to force people to do as they demand. Climate change was not about science, it was actually an agenda to seek power. Klaus Schwab also acknowledged he saw COVID as COVID came along. It was a path, it was a tool in the hands of these uh, tyrannical globalists to bring people into submission. COVID was another way. It's about massive world redistribution of wealth. And many people, I, I tell you, myself included, when I used to hear people rant and rave about, oh, global, the new world order and the globalists and, you know, and, and just kind of act all fretful, I honestly used to have the reaction, I don't care that much. I just care about defending America. I just want America to be strong, to be free, to be what's supposed to be based on our founding documents. That's all I care about. I mean, I want the world. I love every country in the world to benefit from the blessings of the ideas of America's founding, but I didn't worry too much what the globalists thought. But this time, at this point in our history, our country is run by, is controlled by those who are on board 100% with the World Economic Forum agenda. I keep waiting, I check every day before the show starts to see whether uh, he who occupies the White House has issued what they uh, claim he's going to issue, which is a, is a new order coming out, a climate emergency order, yet another seizure of power by the federal government. Hadn't come out today, at least by the time of the show starting today. But this is, understand, climate is a tool in the hands of leftists to allow them to gain the control over your life they always wanted to have. It's just a vehicle vehicle that helps them get there. We'll come back to more of this later because this is a huge issue going out. World Economic Forum is saying, and also what the uh, people in Washington are parroting and going along with climate change as their as, as their avenue to power. Before I close the first five, I'll, I'll say this. I talk on the show all the time about saving America. In fact, years ago when I started this show, in 2014, someone asked me, what, what, is, what, what do you talk about? What's the reason for your show? And I said, to save America. And 
I meant it, and I still mean it. I do not mean that I want America to be, you know, dominant over the world. I want the ideas that founded America to be upheld, respected, and honored by our government, and I want them understood better by the American people, because we have a generation or more of, of young people who grew up in school systems that don't teach these, these enormously consequential ideas. It's the ideas that founded America that have made America strong, prosperous, great, unique, and extraordinary. It's not the people, it's not skin color, it's not race, ethnicity, national origin. It's the ideas of the founding of America that made America what we are. It is vital to hold on to them. And at this point in 2022, I mean it more than ever, I do this show to talk about saving America. And I do it to encourage people to connect dots. Do not get drawn down into the path of thinking, well, we have an issue on the border. We have to think about that. What to do about the border? And we have an issue on climate. Is it really such an emergency? You know, should we have to do X, Y, Z because of cl alleged climate change emergency, which, uh, which there is not in a climate change emergency? And then we have, of course, COVID. What should you do about COVID? What the policies are? You can get drawn in on issue after issue after issue and think that it's a policy matter. And they are policy matters, and the, and the policies matter, and, and resolving them matters. But it's really important for Americans to connect the dots more and more to understand this leftist march toward control over America, leftist march toward tyranny, toward global government, is the overarching connector between all that you see happening in this country, all that you see the left trying to do to America, chipping away at our freedoms, threatening freedom of speech is very much on the chopping block, as are Second Amendment rights, gun rights. These are not isolated issues. These are connected by the larger goal of the left to eliminate America, the unique, extraordinary, strong, and great. And that's why I do my show, to stand up for America. And that, my very fine friends, is today's First Five. I mentioned we have a guest joining us, Christy Hutcherson. Uh, she is a CEO and the um, founder of Women Fighting for America, WFFA. And before we came online uh, today, we were talking briefly about where we connected, which was several years ago, just, just in a series of uh, meetings around the country, uh, people who were very active politically. So she founded Women Fighting for America, and she is very, very active on America's southern border, trying to help people shed the light open their eyes, recognize how extremely dangerous the situation is on our southern border. Not just that we don't enforce our border, which we don't, but the danger coming to America because we fail to enforce our border. So I'd like you, Joe, at this time, you quick play clip one. This rope is used to tie up children and women to these trees, tying their hands together so they can't struggle and fight and claw back. And they take turns. And they take turns. They take this turns. is gang raping, guys. This isn't, oh, just your typical. This is violent, violent gang rape. The condoms and the lube were right next to the kid's shirt and the socks, the kid's socks sick all this stuff is left another thing that's really just heartbreaking is what they're called rape trees and you'll find those and basically the coyotes will rape the women 
and then they take their bras and their panties and then they throw them up on the tree branches for others to see. It's kind of like a trophy thing. If the woman did fight back, they pick up a rock and they've bashed their skulls in. And then we find the bones later on in the desert because the coyotes and stuff probably drag, off, drag them off. The story is that the cartels have operational control of our border from the Gulf of Mexico to Big Ben. And the Democratic Party and the current leaders in the White House refuse to do their duty to secure the border of the United States, leaving Texas exposed, in danger, our children facing the horrors of an opioid epidemic, fentanyl up 800% in Texas. Fentanyl seizures yeah. at the El Paso sector surged 4,000% over the past three years. The Biden-Harris administration has an open-door policy. The reality is that people are being let in and crossing the border every single day. Wake up. This affects you. The humanitarian thing to do is to shut our borders down now. Yes. The, the previous policies were working. They weren't perfect, but they were working. And we have the statistics to prove so. It's not about who's in this office, it's about the policies. Okay. I don't, I'm not political. Yeah, okay. First of all, uh, that's, who, that's our guest today, Christy Hutcherson, found, CEO, founder of Women Fighting for America. Let's say hello to Christy. Hi, Deborah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, great to see you. And you know, another was a little, I wanted to play that video because it captures so much of what you do. We just very briefly tell our listeners why you founded WFFA, Women Fighting for America. Sure, because I worked in the Washington, D.C. inside the Beltway for um, over 18 years. Uh, in the private sector, uh, working alongside with the DOD, the DLA, and uh, also on some political uh, campaigns. And I saw the corruption and I saw how evil uh, had taken root in our capital area and the politicians and uh, the lawmakers, including the three-letter agencies, no longer serve the people. And I'm also a Christian, so God called me to what I'm doing to expose activate, mobilize, and educate the American people on what's really at risk, and that's our nation, and how they want to destabilize her and take her down. Uh, we are the last uh, beacon of light and hope for the world, and they have to remove us to usher in their final uh, globalist agenda. Okay, well, that's, a, as my sister says, you're singing my tune. Uh, yes, exactly. And I, at the, the border in particular, I was thinking about how, you know, we live in Texas, and so it's, you know, a little more real here. We see it in the news. We are aware of politicians, at least some local ones here, trying to expose it. But for a lot of America, I mean, if you live in, I don't know, Minnesota, Kansas, Nebraska, you can imagine people saying, well, that doesn't sound very good. That sounds like bad policy but they don't think it matters to them. And I think that's part of the, the border abandonment, as, as you were just alluding to, as I was saying my opening five, it's not just inadequate resources or, you know, poor or, uh, policy decisions that didn't work out so well. It's an intentional abandonment of the border. But why should someone who lives in, I don't know, Minnesota or Idaho care that the southern border isn't enforced? Well, first of all, it's an intention invasion, a purposeful invasion into a sovereign nation. This isn't your typical women and children that, of course, 
a couple of the very few news agencies are showing you, they like to hone in on the RGV sector. That's where you have most of your children and women who are coming over, which are being utilized by this administration and the media to paint a very false narrative on the actual realities of the border. We forget that there's not only a southern border, there's a northern border. So me and my team have spent the last two and a half years literally of my life uh, traveling all of the borders and into states all the way up to Michigan, Idaho, Washington State, Oregon, fill in the blanks, Heartland, et cetera. And those who live in any and all 50 states, you started hearing this, that every single city and community right now is a border state. And the reason why that is, is first of all, the numbers that you're hearing are not the truth and the real numbers. We are having an influx of over 300 to 400,000 a month coming into our country from 174 different nations. 80% of those statistics who are coming over are young adult males. You can find this information if you just dig a little deep and you start looking at DHS and the different uh, the, the different websites that you can get this data and information. You just have to kind of know where to look. So that is the reality of this. And this is about an invasion. This is about taking over our country. And I'm going to connect the dots with you, Deb, on the show and tell the American people why this matters. And by the way, and how it's connected to the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, the Chinese Communist Party, and Russia. You go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so me and my team, we just got back from an operation uh, in both Central and South America. And basically, so they're flying in the terrorists, because I want to really talk about the terrorists, not just the young adult males who are 80% who are coming into our nation. By the way, who are some of these are tagged and they're called, they have labels on them. Some of them are the exotics. The exotics are the ones that are that are kind of being shuffled out and away from the rest of the crowd. Some of these are put on military aircraft on our U.S. air bases, and they're flown. We've identified four air bases where they're taking these uh, young adult males and illegals too. Within these air bases, there are heavily fortified zones within them that even mo military personnel can't even enter without special credentials. We believe that they're probably training them in these different camps, and we're going to try to break that story to you. This concerns me, and this keeps me up at night. The other thing is the terrorists. We know that there's been 50 plus terrorists on our known watch lists that actually have been apprehended. Now let's think about the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of open borders where we call no man's land, where the getaways are coming through. Those are individuals who aren't being caught, who aren't being tracked. And me and my team in a special operation out in the desert in Arizona captured 30 of these known terrorists who got into our country safely undetected and now are living, eating, breathing in your communities, waiting for the order to have soft targets and attack America. That's just one scenario right there alone. These terrorists are coming in through Venezuela. They're landing in and then with, we believe with the help of the uh, United Nations, Chinese Communist Party and others, they're blending into these caravans and then they break off and then they go to these very specific zones where they know that there's no LEOs, law enforcement officers, or border patrol patrolling that area where they know they can cross and get in illegally. And by the way, the cartels, plural, are aiding and abetting all of them uh, for price tags of up to 150000 plus to bring them in fully armed and in, into our country. 
Uh, that's a brilliant summary. I'm, I'm going to quickly say for our radio listeners, um, I, at the bottom of the hour, at 30 minutes after the hour, going off to a break, three minutes, do come back. We'll be right here talking uh, after the break. And at three minutes before the end of the show, you go off again. But thank you for listening. And you can listen to this show in the entirety and anything you miss at our website, americacanwetalk.org. This entire interview will be up later today, entire show. And thank you for listening. Thank you for Bright End Radio for carrying this show. Okay, so back to you, um, Christy. I just want to make sure, a lot of times we're in the middle of a, really a conversation. I'm thinking, oh, dang, I missed Sandy before 30 minutes after. So, you know, what you're describing, I mean, the many people in America have been saying for decades, well, you know, the left keeps letting the southern border go. They don't enforce it because they want to get people into America who are going to, you know, flood America with illegal aliens. The numbers, I mean, the, the, the most conservative numbers of presently existing illegal aliens in America is like between 11 and 15 million. Many people say more, it's like 25, 35, 45 million. And those people are just waiting to be legalized and become a permanent Democrat voting base because they're going to reward the party that let them live here illegally. And so that's one little string all by itself, one, one point of danger and one point of recognition that the border policy is a political calculation by the left in this country, not a, I mean, I'm so tired of hearing people say, well, the border is really hard to patrol, a lot of really rough areas they can't patrol too well. This is an intentional permission of an invasion. I'm glad you're using the expression invasion. I want to go back to something you said a few minutes ago, though, that you referred to people arriving and then being trained at various points where even the personnel cannot get there. Are you saying on U.S. military bases this training is occurring? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. And so you're saying U.S. military bases somewhere in South America are getting people in and using that, using those areas to tra at our tax dollars at work, for one thing, training these people. And so, you know, so that is really the government complicit in actually helping set up the eventual overthrow of America. Is that correct? Absolutely. I believe so. And I would like to know where our, our uh, Republican leaders are. They're backless and spineless because we have this information. We have photographs. We have pictures. We have video. This isn't something that is just, um, you know, thought. We, we've actually witnessed them getting on military aircraft. They've been flying to these particular bases. I'm going to give you an example, not only just a couple of the bases. Um, there's a town outside of Alma, Michigan, where this administration over a year and a half ago purchased, now think about this, prior to him taking office a couple months, purchased an at-risk boys' home. This at-risk boys' home outside of Alma, Michigan, is now a fortified military-type complex. And if you roll up there and you try to get any kind of film footage, you're met with seriously armed guards asking you what the heck you're doing on this property. Um, this is just one example of numerous um, bases or uh, camps that they have purchased or set up throughout the United States. And I'm not going to even get into the FEMA camps that we've identified both in Washington State and Oregon that have also been uh, enacted and, and bulldozed and, and set up. So there is something serious going on. Um, and when you start thinking about the information and you're connecting the dots, it, it points to one thing and one thing only. Um, and we're going to continue to break these stories, hopefully, and get this out there. I don't have the big platform like on Fox News and stuff like that, but um, I, I wish somebody would come talk to me. I've, I've been sounding the alarm. I've had conversations with Mark Morgan and Tom Homan and General Flynn and many others discussing these very things. And um, the other thing that's really concerning me right now, Debbie, is if you think about what Nicaragua just did and the partnership that they just created with Russia and 
Russia is now allowed to bring in even more fortified troops and military-grade equipment into Nicaragua. We already know that the Chinese Communist Party has been infiltrating into uh, South America, Peru, Belize, Central America, controlling their highway systems, their infrastructure, and also, by the way, their food supply systems. Like, for example, Central America, Belize, most of the countries there, you can't even own a grocery store unless you're from China. So that they're all owned by the Chinese government. So when you look at this from a military strategic perspective, because that's where my brain is going, and you start looking at Russia, the United Nations, um, and China, all in our southern borders, working with Venezuela, the cartels, which are, by the way, uh, terrorist organizations as well. Then you've got China, uh, Canada actively engaging with the Chinese Communist Party and the United Nations in Canada right now with their military. Then you have Chinese Communist Party who purchased an airbase in Puerto Rico that used to be one of our airbases and strategically buying up Caribbean property. We are being surrounded by our enemies. And I'd like to know what this government and our Republican friends and independents in Congress are doing about this. Uh, yeah, I would like to know that too. Um, you know, I was going to, um, I had an email today. You made me think about something uh, very quickly. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get that in a moment, which relates to China. And, and we have had in the show many times uh, different experts, of course, Gordon Chang many, many times talking about China, the intention of China uh, to wants to be the single world superpower um, and truly thinks they can eliminate America. That's a multi-pronged war coming out of China. It's not just uh, waiting until we have a financial collapse here or something very intentional at, at multiple levels, uh, which we can't get off on right now. But that the concept that America has enemies who would like to displace our precarious position as a one world superpower right now, China being the, monk, the main one who believes it could do that someday. I tell you, when people listen to you, they, what they think is, okay, well, this doesn't sound good. And I'm not sure uh, what, what's going on here. But the concept to many Americans, even people who might vote on the R side of the aisle, they, they vote with someone by an R by their name, they cannot conceive of that there could be people within our government at high levels who would be aware of what you're describing and complicit in it. They, they, have, they, they want to believe that this is surreptitiously happening and, and it's China and maybe other bad actors, but that Americans in leadership could not be aware and complicit. And I think it goes back to the point I was trying to make earlier, and I'd love to have you respond to that, but it goes back to the point I was making earlier about the World Economic Forum. The concept of this one world government is a and you know globalist control and is more or less socialist slash communist control. When the you know average heartland American hears that, they think, well, that's terrible. That'll never happen. Hmm. The idea that people in our government not only are aware of the World Economic Forum mindset and that you know going back all the way to you know George Bush number one uh, on, on top of those things, but the idea America would be our government would be complicit or aiding and abetting it sounds so impossible to them. It causes people to dismiss what you're describing, to say it just can't be that bad. And I think it helps people to understand, I, I've been down this path many times, to understand why someone who holds a position of power in America and claims to love America, claims to be part of a political party, one of the two political parties, could be aware of and complicit in this kind of thing, you got to get yourself in their head and recognize they think this is the best course. They have over decades 
fallen into the idea that it's wrong for America to be, it's one of the things World Economic Forum touts, it's wrong for America to be a superpower. The Western values, the Western civilization values that built America are wrong. They've learned this, and so they, they, they the people who would be aware of what you're describing and, and permitting mm -hmm. it to occur, they're, they think, well, actually, they're helping toward a long-term goal of ridding the world of the arrogance of America. And, and so they are not, they wouldn't say they're harming America, they're making the world better. I'm sorry, it's a very long question, I know, but I, I think that thought is so important. I'd love to have you just respond, that whole thought. How could, how could people in our government be as complicit and aware, or at least aware of what you're describing and do nothing? Well, that's a great question, and I'm gonna, it has to kind of go back to some history. And first of all, um, I'm a Russian Jew on my mother's side. My family fled Stalin. Most people don't know that. Um, my, my grandfather and my great-grandfather, literally my family was thrown into gulags. They had everything taken from them. Some of them, unfortunately, were murdered um, by the communist regime. So my, they told me these stories. So you have to understand history to understand that question. And if you go back to when, the, when, the Nazi, when Nazi Germany... When, World War, when we were breaking up World War II, the Nazis were dispersed. They were dispersed into America. They were dispersed into South America and all over the globe. And they had, and if you, you can go back and you can listen to uh, film after film, YouTube has a lot of this stuff up with some of the Russian defectors who talked about the overall plan, how to bring down America. And that is from within. And that's how you, you infiltrate, you breed your children, and then you bring them up into the school system to hate America. You train them to get into the media outlets, into government, into local government. That is what's happened over time. You see it with the teachers unions. You see it with all of these different um, entities that have infiltrated into our, our governmental systems. And so they have bred this interior uh, notion that we have to bring America down and that we are evil. And that's where we're at today. And it's, so it's been this long 50, 60 year process to get to where we are today. And unfortunately, most Americans are going about their business trying to you know, be soccer moms, take their kids to school, um, create the American dream, get by, et cetera. And also the church has been quite asleep for a very long time. So we are at a pivotal point in history where it is culminating to a head and the leaders, look at Biden, look at Hunter Biden, how much money have they uh, profited from the Chinese Communist Party? This is treason, by the way. And if we had a DOJ, we had an FBI and a CIA who weren't corrupt. Brennan himself was a communist. Comey is a communist. They have said it openly in articles and on television. You just have to go and look at these things. They tell you who they are. We just aren't doing our own due diligence and thinking for ourselves. We are trying, we're living in this bubble that this isn't really reality. But we have the highest levels of the land who are have been infiltrated and who are controlled by outside influences and world influences. Why? Because of money and greed. And they will have power within the new world order with these new governments. And that's what they, that's what drives them, quite frankly, even on the, and this isn't a political issue, by the way. I don't care if you have an R, I, or D behind your name. For me, this is not a political issue. This is a constitutional freedom issue. This is an American issue. And if you value freedom and liberty, you will get your head out of the sand pretty quickly and you will understand your constitution and we can take back this republic. By the way, it's a republic. Uh, but it's going to take a lot of hard work right now because we have we have been infiltrated and we are on the brink of never having this country again. And Debbie, I'm going to say this, and this is a bold thing to say. 
And I, I will be the first one to say I'm wrong and I hope to pray that I'm wrong. I really do. There's two things getting ready to happen between now and November. One, we're gonna see a major event, Rock America. And it's excuse gonna be me, a I'm sorry, excuse me, sorry, sorry. See a major event, Rock America? Yes. Okay, sorry, excuse me. And it's probably gonna be a culmination. I call it the perfect storm that's coming. Uh, this administration, this regime, the left and the globalist movement will not allow America to fall back into a disruptor like Trump was for their plans. So they're not gonna release their power so readily. I believe, and many others, and I've been talking about this for months and months, I do not believe we're gonna have a 22 election. It's gonna be postponed because there's gonna be a catastrophic either event that's gonna take place or serious civil unrest. And it's gonna be a combination between, I believe with the terrorists who are already in this country, there's gonna be some kind of major event with that. Then we're gonna have an economic collapse and food shortage. And that's gonna usher in a reason for them to enact to postpone our elections. That's number one. And I really want the American people to understand as scary as all this sounds, we actually have the answer and it lies within each and every one of us. And myself, um, understanding the threat with John Gondola, Representative Mark Fincham and others have come together to, to give the American people a plan, an actionable plan that really will save America. And nothing against, you know, raising money for all of these politicians and giving it to the Re Republican Party and the RNC and all this stuff. No politician, nobody is going to save America. They don't have the answers. Have they done it in 50, 30, 20 years, 10 years? They have not. If you really want to save America, you need to go to WFFA.WIN and then you're going to go be taken to a website. This is very important. Uh, take action tour. Take action tour dot us dot us we are going to be coming around to every single community that we could possibly get to and we're going to train you it's a two-day intensive training program on how to take back this country and by the way it's legal and it's with the constitution and america i'm going to tell you if you think that we're not being watched and that you're safe you're wrong we just had numerous people on our team uh, with the three-letter agency show up and ask if we're contemplating or uh, planning to overthrow America. No, that they've, we've already been overthrown by them. We have the Constitution, and we can do this legally underneath the umbrella of the Constitution and the laws of our land to take back our nation. But you better get engaged pretty quickly. I appreciate you saying all that. Actually, John Guandola is a longtime friend. He's been on my show many times, uh, and he founded Understanding the Threat, um, right. which we've had events for them. And, and there is an extremely important organization. I'm glad you, you've bonded or melded with him or, you know, locked arms with him because he really is a, he's a very strategic thinker and a great thinker. Um, you know, I will tell you, I was listening to you speak and I was thinking about how, you know, at various eras in history, it took some people who had a bigger vision than just observing today's occurrences, you know, commentating on one particular politician said something that wasn't quite right. It took people with bigger vision and insight to recognize where things were trending. And, you know, I, people go back so often to Germany, but even as Hitler rose to power, there were many people who thought, well, we just go along with this much, then it'll be okay. And go along with this much, and then it'll be okay. And it is how you lose, they lost their country for a while. And in America, I think it's very hard for people. I, 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 and one reason, I'll tell you, Chrissy, I do this show is, I mean, I kind of live in the world uh, politically, how you think, how John thinks, how a lot of really, really uh, savvy conservatives think. 
But I know so many people, women especially, I'm really working on women, but women who, um, you know, they're, they're educated and they're smart and they're kind-hearted and they're reasonable, but they're not immersed in, in political thought. They don't read like I read. And so much of what the concerns you're expressing, others, they just think, well, it couldn't really happen here. I mean, you know, I don't like Biden and I don't like he being on the border and I don't like the high gas prices. And I don't like the endless efforts to, you know, agitate the society and create racial tension. I don't like all this, but they see it as just poor decisions, poor policies versus an agenda with a mission and a goal. And that's what it really is. And so what you're describing is that. I will tell you, you mentioned communist China, and I, this is an email I got earlier to quickly tell you. So uh, Center for Security Policy, who's been uh, Frank Gaffney, the founder of it, been on the show many times, probably, he's probably the single guest who's been on the most times since 2014. But in any case, uh, Center for Security Policy announced uh, they are actually working on something um, that's called CCP is at War with America. Uh, they have a uh, group of national security professionals talking about it. And again, raising the idea in America that, you know, for years we were taught to be friendly with China. This is great. And once we're friendly with them, they'll open their doors and they'll see how great freedom is. And then, and, and, you know, exactly the opposite. We were just being played for fools. And China took advantage of us and still does. So uh, the people trying to wake people up are around, all around us and they're working hard. I'm so grateful for your work. And yeah, um, and Christy, I know so much more we could talk about, but I think you're joining the show in late September for a full Thursday interview. Uh, I think it's the 26th, whatever the Thursday is in there. Um, are we actually, are we set on that? Are we say, okay. We are set on that. Okay. So you'll see here in studio, one of the Thursday shows that our listeners love where we have an in-studio audience and a very intense discussion for an hour. Um, so you hear more then. Uh, Christy Hutchison, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Great to see you. Great to, this is great, just great to talk to you. Okay, folks, I do encourage you. This is someone who, as you're hearing, you know, she's she worked in Washington, worked in campaigns, but the people who have been really active and are also recognizing what is occurring in our country they're recognizing we're not going to solve what's going on with America. Uh, we just wait till the next election. This is I'm very tired of politicians, especially on the conservative side, to say, well, you know, yeah, they, everything's a big mess under Biden, but don't worry. We'll get them next time. We'll get them in 2022. And leaving aside the absurdity that, you know, election fraud, none of the vehicles toward election fraud have been have been stopped, have been, you know, um, have been prevented. So, of course, we'll have more election fraud. But even as Christie's saying, there may not even be elections in 2022. I mean, I tell you, the left, the left is, uh, my friend said this morning, I was talking to my friend, said, the left is kind of pedal to the metal right now. The left is thinking in America, we have power, we have the White House, Senate, and House. They are a pedal to the metal, meaning they will do everything they've ever wanted to do as fast as they can to bring down and weaken America. It is the job of the left to bring down and weaken America. And I know many people listening, you, you might be thinking, well, I, my grandmother votes Democrat or my father voted Democrat and he's a good guy. He didn't want to end America. Today's Democrat Party, they've always been leftist in ideology, but where we are today in America, the Democrat agenda, the Democrat Party has been utterly 100% overtaken by the Marxist agenda. They are right on board with the globalists. It's exactly what they are doing to America, as Chrissy was saying, while you're being a soccer mom and drop, dropping your kids off at piano lessons and doing all the things moms and dads do, the country is being literally taken down. And it is up to the patriots of our generation to say, we're going to do everything we can think of to stop it. We're going to stand up. And one major
major way to do that is to expose uh, what is occurring to this precious, extraordinary country. Okay, so I have more topics in time. This is kind of, I say that a lot in the show. I have more topics in time. I want to be sure... Um, I want to get to one story, which is about the whistleblowers. Uh, but before I get to that, I want to do a little more on the story. I start out the show talking about, uh, I have my first five with this idea. The reason you should care so much about what the World Economic Forum is saying about, you know, time to end um, the use of uh, uh, the ownership of private ownership of cars. We don't have to have cars out there is because it fits with the larger agenda of the left to say we are going to force people against their will through threats, through fear, through, through coercion, through telling them, if you don't do it, we say the world's going to end, you know, climate change is going to kill us all. We're going to bring the world into submission. So I want to ask you, because for our radio listeners, I, I played this video at the beginning and I didn't know it didn't have, I thought it had words reading it. So I'm going to get through most of it, Joe, if we can bring that up again, and I'm going to um, tr try to read the words. Um, uh, as they're flowing on the screen. If you can go with that, please. Eight predictions for the world in 2030. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent and it'll be delivered by drone. Anything you want delivered to your home by drone. The U.S. will not be the world's leading superpower. A handful of countries will dominate. You won't be, you won't die waiting for an organ donor. This one we can mostly skip over. They're gonna, they're gonna supposedly create uh, transplant organs. Uh, let's leave that one alone. You'll eat much less meat. You'll eat less meat. It, an occasional treat, not a staple, uh, for the good of the environment. Uh, they're gonna end uh, meat eating. I got the light. Uh, a billion people will be. Can, I'm sorry. Can you backtrack that? A billion people will be. Sorry, billion people will be displaced by climate change. Complete, flat-out lie, and they know it. Go ahead. The light is here. Go. We'll have to do a better job at welcoming and integrating refugees. Abandon your border, they're saying. Uh, polluters will have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. There will be a global price on carbon. This will help make uh, fossil fuels history. So you're gonna destroy fossil fuels. Okay, I think there was, yeah. You can be preparing uh, to go to Mars. Okay, let's skip the rest of it, rest of it. Okay, the reason I wanted to do that is I want you to understand, radio listener or, or if you're online, understand they're not joking. This was a video put out by the World Economic Forum in 2018. They actually think not only that these are the right choices, but that they can force them on the world. And every idiotic climate change lunatic zealot from John Kerry to all of them are completely in bed with the World Economic Forum agenda. It's so important to understand this. John Kerry is not fighting climate change. He uses climate change as the excuse to push what he wants, which is the control, the, the evisceration of America as a unique, extraordinary, sovereign country standing as an example to the world of how freedom can prevail and a society can live in freedom and people can be self-governing. 
This is what America stood for historically and was held up and taught in our schools for a couple of centuries until the leftists got a hold of our schools. And now you have, unfortunately, children finishing high school, college, grad school, and thinking America is the worst country and certainly probably somehow should be limited in their power and in their control and in their wealth and in their prosperity instead of recognizing America's prosperity has fed the world. So back to the World Economic Forum, what I'm talking about, we're going to have, before too long, I'm very sure, we're going to have the Biden administration announcing a climate emergency. And so this is what the left does, you recognize, they declare emergencies, and you give up your freedom because, after all, emergency, and they take control, and understand me, you will never have that freedom back. The left thinks they have arrived at the time in this country. The world leftist movement thinks they've arrived at the place where America is finally vulnerable to being taken down by the left. This is what they think. This is what they are doing. World Economic Forum, by the way, in their push to be, you know, sound reasonable, they, they put their statements and goals out in such, uh, you know, inviting and warm, fuzzy, you know, apple pie and grandma kind of terms that sometimes you think, well, that doesn't sound so bad. I mean, I don't care if they want to do that. What they're talking about is because we must have this transition transition, say the, the, the energy transition, Biden said recently has, has been delayed too long, the energy transition, take away fossil fuels and replace fossil fuels with the completely feckless and useless sources of solar power and wind power. I'm not against solar power and wind power. Private companies want to build them, great. If we want to try to expand their use, great. But the idea that they are going to be used to justify the end of fossil fuels and the, uh, and the determination to take away your right, your freedom to own your car and drive your car, this is not okay with most of the world. But the left, they think they have power. They think America is vulnerable right now. And this is why... This is why the Biden administration is pedal to the metal. Every radical, loopy leftist uh, environmental thing they can think of, they're all over it. So they, what they're saying, World Economic Forum, is their three goals are to everything should go from, this is number one, from owning to using. So you don't really need to own even your own cell phone. They're not joking. You don't have to own your own phone. You don't have to own your own car. You know, just, you don't have to own. We'll just use. We'll share. So everyone goes, oh, yeah, sharing's good. Uh, we will enable a preference for longevity, meaning you'll never get to trade your old clunker in again, or you're going to end up with whatever you have, you, you're going to have to be forced to use it uh, eternally. And then... Um, they're talking about build pride in second life. Um, they're talking about, you know, when you electric car, electric vehicle batteries replaced, it may have up to 80% capacity remaining. Uh, retired electrical vehicle batteries may be repurposed to power street lights. I mean, it's all this really friendly and inviting. Well, that sounds great. We're all going to share and love each other. At the end of the day, if you can't have your car and you can't use fossil fuels, what they're telling you is you are trapped understand the mission. These electric cars, as many people are finally figuring out, electric cars are inefficient, expensive to run, and in order to charge them up, you are, of course, using fossil fuels. You're using all sorts of products and services that come from fossil fuels. And I again want to hit on this point, people, I might talk about this. I don't know how long I'm going to talk about this, but in this world, there have been climatologists, physicists, actual experts trying to scream from the rooftops for decades to say there is no climate change emergency. There is no climate change emergency. 
We are not at risk from the climate of we're all going to die in 10 years. You understand the left uses emergency. You know, AOC spews out we're all going to die, and she keeps changing the numbers. But whatever she's saying, we're all going to die in a certain number of years. And the, the reaction of the uninformed is, oh, okay, quick tell us, how do we save ourselves? Quick tell us, what do we have to do? Oh, eliminate our cars? Okay, we don't need a car. You know, we can live. And so you, pretty soon you get forced into what the left has in mind, which communist countries always do. Russia did it, North Korea does it, China does it, which is force people into massive structures, multifamily living units, you know, to save space and not waste energy. And you don't need a car because you can walk everywhere. This is the, this is the, you know, the fantasy of every left-wing thinking person in the world is that people who live in freedom and live in the suburbs and enjoy home ownership and enjoy freedom and want to get in the car and drive and go on vacations and live their lives, these people, these freedom-loving, suburban, home ownership-loving, you know, private property-loving people stand in the way of what the left is trying to do. So I want to remind you again. You must read this document. There was a document submitted. It was a comment on a regulation. The SEC, because it is beholden to and being clobbered by the leftist climate change zealots, to SEC want to put out a new rule about more, more things companies had to disclose if they wanted to be listed in the SEC related to climate change. And, you know, what is your, I mean, just endless burdensome requirements of things to expose. So... Two professors, very important adjective before their names, two emeritus professors, people who are retired and therefore are no longer under the thumb of the universities where they taught, no longer trying to scramble to get some of the government funding that comes to researchers only if you agree with climate change. But these two researchers, William Happer, H-A-P-P-E-R, and Richard Lindzen, L-I-N-D-Z-E-N, Happer is Professor Emeritus of Physics from Princeton, and Lindzen is Professor of Earth, Atmospheric, and Planetary Sciences emeritus at MIT, two of the most premier uh, higher education institutions on the planet. And they submitted a statement to the SEC and essentially commenting on, uh, in the comment period, why this rule is entirely unnecessary. If, Joe, if you have that rule to put up, I'd love to put it on the screen. It says, as career physicists, science demonstrates there is no climate-related risk caused by fossil fuels and CO2. Please memorize that sentence, my listeners. Memorize it and tell people and spread this document around. It's on our website, AmericanCanWeTalk.org. As career physicist science demonstrates, there is no climate-related risk caused by fossil fuels and CO2. Thus, no scientific basis for the proposed rule. And, if adopted, disastrous consequences for people worldwide and the U.S. because it will reduce CO2 and the use of fossil fuels. They go on this 28-page detailed footnoted full of graphs. You can bring me back now. Full of graphs, full of information. They go on to document filled with data that backs up what they're saying. The entire climate change hysteria is unjustified by reality. The entire mission to end the use of fossil fuels or even reduce the use of fossil fuels, absolutely unnecessary. The entire mission to panic about CO2 levels and to work to, to strive to reduce CO2 levels, 
unnecessary, unjustified by science, unjustified by reality. They have, among many, many things, this beautiful report, they have a chart which shows uh, CO2 levels over the millennia, 600 million years ago until now. 600 million years ago until now, they can report and record on a graph CO2 levels and anticipating your question, they get at CO2 levels because they dig down into the Arctic ice where they can, through digging way down, get to the, get to the study of the composition of the atmosphere at the time that ice was formed. Please listen to this. In, right now, or let's just say at the high point, 550 million years ago, we were at 8,000, 8,000 ppm, particles per, I can't remember what the ppm is, but anyway, it's the measure they use. We were at 8,000 as the measure. Now we're at zero in terms of measuring current levels of CO2. The point is, long before cars existed, long before the evil combustion engine, long before all of what Al Gore complained about, the Earth had far, far higher levels of CO2. CO2 is a naturally occurring ingredient, a naturally occurring part of the Bible, um, Bible of the Earth. And so the PPM measure, this whole idea of, of being concerned about, you know, how much CO2 is in the environment, and the left gets that people wound up because of a minuscule addition, a minuscule, um, uh, actually PPM is particles per million, particles per million. They're measuring, you know, the portion of a, of a particle, how much of an uh, environment is CO2 versus other things. Please embrace this truth. In 550 million years ago, we had 8,000 ppm particles per million of CO2. Now we're down to statistically zero. And yet we're panicked and the world's going to give up everything to humor these, this climate change crazy. And you understand what's happening, of course, around the world. You have, because of climate change, I mean, climate change has driven a massive agenda, including pushing farmers to kill their own cattle, their own livestock. It's, you know, cattle and chickens and pigs that are oh, dangerous to the environment, you know, urging scientists to, not, uh, urging farmers not to use fertilizer. I mean, they have because of climate change, interfered with the production of food in America, around the world. Now Ireland has joined on with this lunacy that uh, drove Sri Lanka to the point that they, the farmers couldn't produce. The government was actually toppled in Sri Lanka because the farmers are saying these idiotic climate-driven rules are killing us. We can't produce food. Farmers around the world are saying this. Farmers in the Netherlands, farmers in Germany and Italy and Sri Lanka, and now Canadian farmers and um, farmers in Ireland are saying these climate-driven rules are completely insane. They, they, we can't produce enough food. And then you have, as Christy Hutcherson was saying a moment ago, which I've been saying in the show, this whole impending food shortage, the left is trying to say, well, it's all because Russia, you know, Russia invaded Ukraine. You know, Russia-Ukraine is one issue that is, you know, we're not going to even talk about that today, but the Russian invasion of Ukraine did not cause, did not cause the impending food shortage. Climate change lunacy, climate change zealots, climate change lies are what is driving this food shortage. Combined with, of course, in America, our country, for whatever reasons, 
permitting people, permitting foreign sources, including China, including Bill Gates, who's really not an American, you know, in, in, in terms of what he believes in, buying up farmland. And so you have America abandoning farmland, not producing, don't have enough food, and it's all because of Russia and Ukraine. No, it's because of the left's climate policies. Again, as everything else the left does, intentional it's never random. It's never a surprising outcome. It's never the left goes, oh, we didn't realize that if we did that, we might have reduced food supply. They always know what they're doing. They always have an agenda from the border to COVID to farming to food shortage. Everything the left does has an agenda. At this time in America, the agenda is the harm and destruction of the idea and sovereignty of America. Again, for our radio listeners, you're about to zip off at the end of this show. I want to urge you, uh, you can go to our website, americacanwetalk.org, americacanwetalk.org, and on that website, you can uh, see all past shows, listen to that great interview with Christy, listen to past interviews, sign up for our newsletter, get our once-a-week free newsletter, donate to this show, Become a member of America Can We Talk. It's all right there at our website, americacanwetalk.org. And tune in again tomorrow, every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time. And thanks for listening. Okay, for everybody else, so I had uh, four topics. I never even got to the sec second two, but I, these, what I talked about today, or just, I, I think these are, you know, Chrissy uh, Hutcherson used the expression, keep her awake at night. I mean, I'm, one of my best skills is sleeping. I'll tell you that I'm really good at sleeping, so things don't really keep me awake at night, but... I will tell you, anyone paying attention, anyone beginning to understand what's happening to our country, the country needs you, America needs you to step up, be involved, wake up, tell your friends, and do not, whatever is going to come out of the Biden administration on this climate emergency, yet another emergency, which justifies a seizing of power and the loss of freedom, whatever it is, must be resisted. We need more bravery in Washington, D.C., more bravery out of people all over this country speaking up and saying, we're not letting you use this climate change argument or any other argument to take away the foundational freedoms of America. More on that tomorrow. At the close of every show, I tell you, and I'll, Joe, I got to tell you, we're only going to do the first two since I didn't get to the other ones. Okay, so uh, I'll tell you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So. We started our show today talking about the World Economic Forum announces a goal and private car ownership. The World Economic Forum is not being subtle. Goal is to end private ownership in the service of fighting climate change, urging crackdown on farming, fertilizer all over the world, Europe, Canada, Sri Lanka implement, implementing draconian limitations. Biden is still mulling an executive order to declare climate emergency to expand government powers and controls. All of this is premised on CO2 is bad and fossil fuels are bad. Abundant scientific evidence casts doubt on both premises. Americans must demand a fresh look at science versus propaganda, the new world order versus the constitution. Climate change hysteria is a Trojan horse for spreading communism. And that no truer words were ever spoken. And whistleblower exposes Hunter and the FBI endangered Oh, you know what? I, I didn't even get to that story. You know what? I'll tell you, folks. I had stories ready, and I want to talk about more of them, but I'm really, I was really uh, inspired by Christy Hutcherson and about trying to talk more about how Americans seem to recognize the World Economic Forum, the climate change agenda. It's all about losing your freedom. Uh, I'm going to tie in the next few days the other climate change agenda 
will involve not just what, whether you can own a car or not, but whether you can heat your house, whether you can own a house, and where you have to live, and this whole climate change tied into forcing people living in cities closer and closer together, little ability to travel, taking away the freedom to travel because cars are too expensive, gas is too expensive. Folks, we're, we're at a time when patriots are needed and needed to stand up and speak up and share the truth. I'm Debbie Georgiatis, and this is America Can We Talk? Where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I'll talk to you next time. Can you America, can we talk truth about America? Can you